Hey there, my friend, and welcome to Magnetic Mindset with your host, Alyssa Simpson. That's me. I'm a mindset and manifestation coach empowering women to burn the rule book by handing them the pen to write their own. I am a wife, a fur mama, native Texan, and your new unorthodox, free-spirited best friend. And I cannot even start to tell you how excited I am that you're here today. So please sit back, relax, and get ready to magnetize your mindset. I am so excited for you all who are tuning into this episode because it is one that I think is so important and it has been something, the topic of conversation that I have personally had with so many of you on Instagram who have reached out to me saying, hey, (laughs) what is the importance in understanding my menstrual cycle and really utilizing it to work with me in business? And for those of you who are not entrepreneurs, this is still something that is so important for you to understand as women, because what happens during our cycle, which so many of us are not really told or taught about, is important for your everyday life. And I have been foaming at the mouth to talk menses with my girl, Abby, who is my functional practitioner. And it is my absolute honor that she is on the podcast today, you guys. And as you may have guessed, this episode is going to really dive into the topic of women's menstrual cycle, why it's important to understand it, what are the ins and outs of it, and how we as women can apply this to our everyday life. Now, Abby is a functional practitioner who specializes in holistic health and the wellness for women. With over six plus years of experience and hundreds of women served, She's combined a wealth of knowledge with a deep passion for putting power and vitality back into the hands of women. She's witnessed firsthand the power of a personalized, integrative approach to hormone health. Abby is committed to helping women rewrite their story and celebrating them as they become the vibrant, balanced women that they're meant to be. And I just know that you're going to fall in love with Abby like I have, and I cannot wait for you to hear this epic episode. So let's dive in y'all. Hello, everyone. I am so honored and so excited. I feel like I've been foaming at the mouth for this conversation because Abby is one of my favorite people. She is my personal functional practitioner and I have been working with her since October of 2022 um, on and off in, in August. So we've almost been together a full year since we've been doing the thing and I am so pleased to have her. So please everyone welcome Abby. Abby, how are you? I'm really good. Thank you so much for the intro. Yeah, I'm so happy that you're here. So I didn't, you guys, I did not give a warning for this for Abby. So Abby, I'm putting you on the spot for a little bit. I want you to introduce yourself to the audience without using your, anything that's about your business, your marital or partner status, um, or your parental status. So just give us a rundown of Abby as Abby. Oh, that's such a good one. I love it. Abby is... Um, just a gal who loves being outside. Um, I am doing everything I can to kind of become the moss of the forest every single day. I'm always outside. I love gardening. I collect expensive and exotic orchids and I 
have a bunch of really weird and very niche talents, including um, I apprenticed as a tattoo artist <laughs> and I play guitar, I play the kalimba. Um, there's just a bunch of weird, I have a lot of weird <laughs> kind of talents. And um, I am someone who grew up thinking that I wanted like a really big, extravagant life experience. And as I have gotten older, I have realized that that is in fact the opposite of what I want. And I just love a simple, slow, intentional oh, life. I love That's it so much. Now. That was perfect. You did great. That was so beautiful. And one thing I want y'all to know, Abby is like the Swiss army knife. There's things that she'll tell me or I'll see her post about. And I'm like, what the fuck? You, you like her being able to tattoo. I'm like, what the hell? Like, you've lived so many incredible lives in your relatively short amount of time on earth this lifetime. <laughs> we can get real woo with that. But I think it's just so, so cool. And I can't wait to dive in more with you today. Oh my God, I'm so excited. So the first question that I have for you is if you could give us a rundown of women's cycle, why is it important? What is, I mean, I feel like I'm going to speak for myself right now. Before I started working with Abby, I had the most basic understanding of a woman's cycle. I really didn't understand how much it truly affected me. And by learning for me, how much it has affected me, I felt like I was kind of gypped a real education about myself as a woman growing up by Every woman, other women in my lives, I was like, why am I, like, did someone just keep me sheltered from this or not really want to sit down and talk about it, including doctors and everyone else who should have been well-versed and should have educated me. They did not, but hey, I'm taking it into my own hands as I would love all of the listeners today to do. And Abby, if you could give us a rundown of women's cycle, why it's important to know what you got for us. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I would love to. I think that this is kind of a this is kind of a domino effect, like you said. Like there is a lack of education around it, and backing up even further beyond that, you know, I was I personally went through um, a health crisis myself. I was sick for a really long time. Um, one of my biggest things was hormonal imbalance, and I saw countless doctors over you know my decade long sickness. Um, who never really gave me anything beyond maybe you could just take birth control. And I had kind of my line in the sand moment on my 19th birthday where I decided to kind of fire my doctors and give um, alternative health and wellness a go for one full year. I decided I would dedicate myself to it for one full year. And I had no idea where to start, so I enrolled in an online course and I went all in. And I never looked back and I realized that if I could come back from it, I could help other women do it too. But one of the first and most important things that really came up was cycle health because, um, you know, it cannot be ignored. Our hormonal health cannot be ignored. It cannot be put on the back burner if we want to thrive. It has to be a priority. So I love teaching women about this subject and especially as an entrepreneur myself, um, I love the intersection of you know, the cycle and how to optimize your life and business around it. That's something I'm really fond of exploring. And it really matters because when we learn to use our rhythms to amplify our power as women, a whole new world kind of opens up. 
And so we not only have easier cycles and happier hormones and a deeper sense of well-being, but we also get to unlock this sense of confidence and connection to our feminine energy and the power of truly knowing our body and understanding what she is saying, because we're so often living in this disconnected or one-sided relationship with our bodies. And we don't have to settle for that because there's so much more available if we tap in. So if we were to look at a rundown on a, on a woman's rhythm in their cycle, you know, I like to start at the start because a lot of the time, what I'm about to say might be the first time that a woman is introduced to this topic in this way. Um, So I love to start with defining just what the menstrual cycle really is through a holistic lens. And the menstrual cycle is a rhythm of hormonal shifts that women experience on a monthly basis. So for the sake of simplicity, I'm talking about a typical 28 to 29 day cycle, right? So we have these shifts and changes that occur, these patterns that the body body follows, and they repeat on a monthly basis. So the same as the moon cycle. And this is kind of cool because women's cycles are very much similar Mm -hmm. to the moon cycle. And a lot of women end up finding that their cycle actually aligns with the moon when they start Mm -hmm. cracking it. Um, And as a sidebar, men have a 24 hour cycle. So they have a lot of get up and go in the morning and they're ready to rest at the end of the day. So they're very much aligned with the sun Mm -hmm. cycle. Um, And it's interesting to see this information from the perspective of, you know, we live in a male dominated society um, and that works really well for men, but it doesn't really work well for women. Um, We have different needs because our bodies just simply work Mm -hmm. in a different rhythm. So if we were to walk through the cycle at a high level, knowing that this is a rhythm, a pattern, a hormonal shift pattern that the body follows, and we started at day one, day one of the cycle is day one of bleeding. And that bleeding phase should last four to six days, depending on the individual. And this is called the menstrual phase. Um, So the bleeding phase, the menstrual phase. And from there, we move into the follicular phase. And this phase continues until ovulation occurs or the ovulatory phase, which is somewhere right in the middle of the cycle, day 14 or 15 or 16, depending. There's no hard, fast rule for when ovulation occurs, which is a huge piece of misinformation because a lot of people believe that it's on day 15 every time or day 14 every time. Um, But every woman is a little bit different. And so ovulation is where there is an egg released for possible fertilization. And that event triggers the beginning of the final phase, which is the luteal phase. And the luteal phase continues for the remainder of the cycle until the cycle starts over on day one of bleeding or day one of the menstrual phase. Um, And a lot of people find it easy to remember the phases by kind of remembering the four seasons of nature. And I really love this because it works well by connecting the science part to the energetics of the body. And I think that's an important connection to make. Um, So the menstrual phase is kind of like the body's inner winter and things are slow. If you were to look at a chart um, where we're plotting hormone levels, Um, you would see that the hormones themselves are low. And so it's just a time for rest. It's um, a really slow, easy time. And the follicular phase is kind of like the body's inner spring. 
um, because things are starting to wake up. Your hormones start to rise. There's a renewed energy in the body. Um, it's very much like a time for growth. And ovulation is like the body's summer. It's warm and and super powerful. Um, and there's actually an upward shift in body temperature that comes with ovulation too, which is kind of cool because the body literally warms up because of this inner summer. And then the luteal phase is like the body's autumn and things kind of start winding down and preparing to rest again, but it's still a very vibrant and creative time. So it's kind of cool to remember these phases that way. And you know, if we were to go into the cycle um, through the lens of um, especially business, I think that that's a really big one because it's so often female entrepreneurs especially are really in their masculine energy. They're focusing on getting shit done all the time. And this is something that I'm really passionate about just because I'm an entrepreneur, as I said, and um, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs in my um, business um, as clients. And so this is something that is very near and dear um, to my heart. Um, but if we were to kind of take this information and plug it into a mm -hmm. business perspective, um, and we started over on day one of the cycle, first day of bleeding in the menstrual phase, um, intuition is actually heightened during this time. So a lot of people don't know this, but um, during menstruation, the right and left hemispheres of your brain are at their most prime communication. Um, so you are, you literally almost have a superpower here, right? There's actual change that is taking place um, and it's great time to get your thoughts on paper, intention settings, um, affirmations, reflection, journaling, goal setting, planning. Um, these are just potent rituals to integrate during the menstrual phase um, because when your brain is working in that way, it kind of makes it easier for you to zoom out and see the big picture and be creative, but also strategic. Um, so the menstrual phase is like a kind of a great time to pause, right? Because we are, we should be resting. We should be kind of taking it easy. Um, I always tell my clients, like, this is the time of your cycle where you want the most space in your day. Right. So you can, you want to be able to just plan to have more space um, to just exist and to just relax. Um, so it's a great time to pause and plan for the month ahead. And so like everything from like a menu plan to scheduling appointments, doing behind the scenes admin tasks, anything that requires big brain power or creativity or organization, setting up project plans, like that's where we like to see that take place for a cycle-centered business. Um, I would be like totally going against everything I know how to do if I didn't say <laughs> and mention that if you experience, you know, any kind of symptoms here, right? And this is a signal that something's up. So any kind of period problem right. is an issue. Um, it's a lot easier to tell you what is normal um, then go through the laundry list of what's not. So just a little bit of light cramping is normal because your uterus is contracting, it's shedding that lining and a little bit lower energy is normal, right? You just feel slower paced. That's yeah, natural. That's normal. For me specifically, um, I came to you last year and I was like, Hey, like I had severe nausea my first two days. 
it is hard for me to even like be anywhere near light because my eyes are so sensitive and you're like okay yeah that's not normal let's look at everything and you were able to look by working together at what my disconnect was and since then i only experienced light cramping and i know there's probably some listeners who are like oh my god that must be some crazy voodoo witchcraft because we're told and conditioned that you should feel like absolute dog shit on your period when you really honestly i've learned from you that you shouldn't and that is not the quote-unquote norm exactly yeah anything beyond some light cramping and just feeling a little extra tired is not normal like I talk to so many women and I work with so many women where like where they're like having cramps that are just taking them right out, like laying you out on the floor type of stuff, Um, feeling sad, feeling depressed, sick, nauseated, mood swings, like you you feel like you have to put your life on hold for a few days. That's just not normal. Um, And I think it's so important to say that and to name that because we are you're right we are conditioned to think that we should just kind of roll over and take it and you know get over it you know (laughs) and that's just that's just so far from the truth so i want to i had to add that in there um well (laughs) yeah yeah as magical and wonderful as the menstrual phase can be you know when things are working well um, we have to also acknowledge that anything less than that is not normal and you don't have to settle for that Um, So moving into the follicular phase, right? Bleeding is done. The follicular phase is in full swing. Um, The follicular phase continues until ovulation itself. So if you were to, again, look at this on a graph, you would see hormone levels start to come up. Estrogen is signaled to start increasing. um, And it really peaks just before ovulation. So with that rise in uh, estrogen, this is like kind of more of a masculine phase. It's, um, there's an increase in energy. You tend to feel really level-headed. You have really good focus. You're able to just get a lot of shit done. Um, And so the follicular phase business-wise is a great time to do some brainstorming, to get into some creative tasks, decorate, if that's like your thing, if you need like a new fresh energy in your space where you work, um, start a project, network, like this is when you should be pitching yourself. And um, yeah, it's, it is about growth. It's it's a new growth, new phase. Um, so you can take advantage of that increased energy and have fun with your creativity. It's a good time to kind of dance outside of your comfort zone. You know, if you've been, especially towards ovulation, if you've been putting a task off that you are like dreading or if there's a conversation or an activity that you're not really excited about but you need know it needs to happen that's a really good time to tackle it is toward the end of the follicular phase um because yeah most women have a really decent follicular phase i actually talked to quite a few women who say that their cycle sucks for three out of the four weeks and the follicular phase is like their best time um so again not normal if you experience that, but overall, the follicular phase is really a, usually a positive phase for people. Um, so, yeah, it is very much about just taking advantage of that new energy. And uh, from there, we move into ovulation. And the ovulatory phase is really fast, right? Because ovulation itself is a 24 hour event. So, there's usually just a handful of days around that where you feel really good because you're coasting on a natural high from spikes in your hormones. And because there's a lot happening hormonally, 
Um, but it is a transitional phase at the same time. It's kind of your benchmark for like, okay, the first half of the cycle is done. We're moving into the second half. So you have all of that energy from the follicular phase, but you also start bringing in more feminine energy after ovulation. So if you were to look at a graph, you would see that hormone levels are all over the place. We have peaks, we have dips, things are starting to rise, luteinizing hormone peaks, which triggers the release of that egg. And it mm -hmm. is considered your fertile time. Um, and again, I would be insane not to mention that your fertility matters so much. Um, it is the lifeblood of the reproductive system. It is what your body was innately made to do. And so we want it to do that. Mm -hmm. We want it to do what it was made to do. Um, and I always tell people that the health of your ovulation is a good indication of how your cycle is going to go. And how you experience your cycling years is how you're going to experience mm -hmm. menopause. And how you experience menopause is a good indication of how your health will be later in life. So we really want to break it back down and understand how important ovulation is and how important a healthy cycle is. It's not just about pregnancy or no pregnancy. It is literally about the rest of your life. Yeah. And um, kind of back off of bringing up menopause and all those things, we, for me, I can speak for myself. And I feel like if I were to ask all my girlfriends, they'd probably say the same thing, but what about menopause <laughs> until it happens? And then it's like, oh shit. Okay. Like there isn't any kind of prep, right? It's the same thing. If you were to take care of your physical body by actively moving it and making sure it gets enough rest, you're setting yourself up for your later years to have optimal health the same thing needs to be talked about and educated on about our cycle as women, because it's not, we don't, and I always forget about menopause, to be honest with you, until I hear it brought up in like a movie or a show or randomly it gets the word, like just now the word got thrown out and I was like, holy shit, that's right. We do eventually do that. And we want to make sure it's not how we've been conditioned to imagine it. It's like this horrible, like, hot sweats and hair on your lip and whatever the other horrible crazy things are that we've heard from grandmothers and mothers and it's like whoa what the hell <laughs> like i want to make sure mine's not that crazy <laughs> yeah yeah no that's so true and that's that's huge you know um, menopause is a, a huge benchmark event for every woman mm -hmm. right because you go from doing this thing that you have been doing for decades to no longer doing that thing. And you do feel different. You feel completely different. Um, and for a lot of women, it's a very freeing experience, right? Because um, we get to experience that non-cycling existence, right? And hopefully we're feeling pretty good in our old age where, you know, maybe retired or having fun. So it's a really exciting time. It can be a really exciting time, but when we are experiencing hormonal imbalance and things like that, when we're kind of being um, pushed into early menopause even, or just, you know, our bodies are unable to deal with those changing hormones, it can be a bad experience. Yeah. We don't want that. Because um, it absolutely can be a really positive experience. And it can just be, you know, one of those transitions that we all experience. It doesn't have to be this thing that we're scared of, or these, you know, that we pass down mm -hmm. terrible stories about. Um, and I see often and more and more often, unfortunately, with my clients now is that we're seeing earlier and mm. earlier menopause. And so, you know, like I have a client even right now who's in her 40s and her doctor was like, oh, yeah, you're just coming up what? on menopause. 
like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we want you to be having a healthy cycle well into your 50s, even like your early 60s, if possible, right? It's not always possible. Everybody's body's a little different, but we don't want to be having like menopause at like 50 years old, right. period, done. Like that's, that's really, really, um, because ovulation really is like the fountain of youth. We need to be treating it like that. So we want to hold on to that healthy cycle as long as possible. And then when it's time, do what we can to ease the transition. Um, and it's not something that anybody really gets to avoid. So we might as well, um, right. Make it exactly. And with it being said, you know, the, the idea that our hormone health is important, Right. For so many women, and I feel like if you've listened this far into the episode, you're willing to be here for the rest of it. But I do want to touch on the importance of the holistic health route. And it's it, you and I, because A, of what your job and career is and the path that you've chosen for yourself and me to follow, not to be the mecca that is all Abby, but I do want to follow in your footsteps to make sure that I'm doing everything I can holistically and functionally to I don't have to rely on a Western world to treat me if and when I get sick, right? With that being said, there is such a stigma that is thrown around in learning about your body and how it functions and how to really work with it and not just put a bandaid on it, right? It's we get called the crazy tinfoil hatters, which I wear my tinfoil hat loud and fucking proud. I don't really care. <laughs> but this is something that I want the listeners to understand that you can be empowered by this. It is your duty. It is your responsibility to be so hellbent on making sure that your health is at its optimal peace. Because if we're looking at it from the entire picture, right? Mind, body, soul. Body is a part of that pyramid, you guys. And if you're missing it, you can't ever have the spirit and the mind. And Abby and I have had this conversation before that your inner world reflects your outer world, not only just with your mindset, but also how your internal body is moving and functioning and flowing. And it's not this weird stigma thing to go out there and be an advocate for yourself and want to learn about your own hormone health. There's nothing wrong with that. Actually, it should be more celebrated. If I were to tell my friends, hey, I'm doing this for my hormone health, I should get a round of applause. And so should you, because that is the kind of environment that us women deserve to be held in and have that space for us. Because like we just said, this is a, well, we're actually transitioning to get a little bit more woo for you guys from the patriarch to the matriarch form of things. So that's why we're seeing more and more women talk about working in response to how your phases are, how your cycle is, taking that into your business and into your life instead of just trying to operate on how men operate because it's not sustainable. And thank God that we're transitioning into that. And thank God for all the women who have helped Abby and I, and I'm sure people like you that are listening, blaze that path. Hey y'all, I just wanted to interrupt this episode real quick to let you know that the doors for Activated Abundance Academy are now open. Inside of this 15-week group program, we are going to be connecting mind, body, and soul all together in order to really start activating the abundance that is around you that you desire and that you have been calling in for far too long. So if you're ready to stop letting fear override your choices and get really crystal clear on knowing exactly what you're here for, being so ready to step forward, 
take the lead and to fully be seen. I'm talking like really, really be seen here and to be so headstrong that you just stop striving and you finally start letting the universe support you wholly. Then this program is designed for you, my friend. Now that the doors are open, they will be closing on midnight, September 22nd central time. You can sign up using the link that is in the show notes. And that again is Activated Abundance Academy. If you have any questions, you know where to find me. And I cannot wait to see you on the inside, you guys. Now let's get back to the episode. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we are kind of seeing a revival in many ways where people are not just open Right. Because there before this was kind of taboo. Yeah. Um, like when I was growing up, when I was like 9, 10, 11, 12, like just, you know, starting my cycle, I this was completely taboo. Right. Like this was not allowed to be talked about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even in the last, you know, 15, 20 years, so much has changed with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love to see that. I love that we're not only open, but we're also willing to do the work for it. Yeah. Um, because it is just as hard to be well as it is to be sick. And being sick is 10 times worse because you also feel like shit. Yeah. Uh, and I've been there, you know, I, I know that. And to piggyback off of what you said, I think that um, the, I think that there, we're losing space for um, 100% ways of thinking, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not about like, oh, I only follow the holistic route or I only follow the Western route. Um, because there is a time and a place for both, right? Like if I break my leg, like if I go outside and break my leg tomorrow, like I'm going to the doctor, you know what I mean? I'm going to go see a surgeon. I'm going to get that Western medicine. That's what it's for. That's it's emergency care. It's sick care. It's critical care. Um, like if I have pneumonia, I need an antibiotic and I'm going to take the antibiotic because I'm not trying to die. Right. So (laughs) when it comes to your everyday health, when it comes to like, how do you feel when you wake up in the morning? How do you feel around your cycle? Um, do you have brain fog? Are you experiencing, you know, anything that's kind of unfavorable in your life? That is where the daily, the holistic, the um, root cause approach comes in and is really important um, because Western med cannot mm. give us that. And it, I think a lot of people are realizing that we can't expect that from our doctors, right? Our doctors are there to do medical work. They're not there to help you with hormonal imbalance. They're not there to help you with your gut. They're here to help you if, you know, you have a toe cut off or something. Um, And it's almost one of those things where if I look back at, or if I even realize in my brain that how young Western world is, right? It's almost like the Eastern side is saying, thank God for surgeons. Thank God for people who can fix broken bones that we holistically couldn't do our tinctures and our way of eating and our diets and our water we can't fix it that way so thank god for western medicine and like exactly. that we're we're coming into that where western medicine is starting to say well thank god for eastern medicine too they can both exist you guys it's not one or the other and i lived for so long thinking that one way was the right way and i am learning and i'm 29 years old how important it is to embody and understand and be open to both. And for me, I'd rather just not be on pills. I'd rather not live my life tied to a form of medication. I got off of birth control in 2020 and 
through learning all my own stuff and then working with Abby, I've been able to really navigate what it's like for my hormonal health to be off of birth control. And to some people, if I say I'm on birth control, they're like, oh my God, are you and Josh expecting to have children? And I'm like, no, I just don't want the chemical shit in my body. <laughs> like, I just don't, that's not the life I want to live. And if that's the way you're living, no judgment passed. You do what you got to do. I was on it for a long fucking time, for over 10 years. Um, but the big thing that I think is important for all of us to understand is how our understanding our phases can really impact our way we work, right? So if we look at it like the seasons and we're taking each week like we would the seasons, what would be your top pieces of advice to really implement that in like a easy way, something, you know, like if you wake up in the morning and you brush your teeth, it's almost like, duh, we do that. How would you say it would be easy for that to be implemented for women entrepreneurs? Yeah, definitely. You know, before I even get into that, I do want to say, um, I think I left off with ovulation and there is one phase after that. So before I can explain how to implement the four phases, I would love to talk about the final one, which is the luteal phase. Um, which begins after ovulation and continues until the last day before your period begins at day one of your cycle. Um, So it's the second half of your cycle and it can be a really great phase, but a lot of women struggle with hormonal imbalances here. Um, And the luteal phase should last anywhere from 11 to 16 days. And if it's shorter than that, it means you're having what's called a luteal phase defect where you're not making enough progesterone from ovulation to last Mm. you. Um, And the luteal phase is all about completion and preparation. And I often teach clients to kind of use this time to prepare for the menstrual phase and to just chill out. So like you can cook meals in advance, you can get a grocery list together, a simple meal plan in place, um, and just doing small tasks to kind of simplify your life um, because you'll be so glad you did when your actual bleed starts. Um, So it's a great time to organize and tidy up, declutter. And from a business perspective, it's a great time to wrap up projects and get creative and spend time with yourself and work on mindset and brainstorm with other women and just really tune into your intuition because we are kind of moving back into that feminine energy, right? There's kind of two halves to the cycle. There's like a, a more feminine half, which is your luteal phase and then the bleeding phase, and then a more masculine half, which is your follicular phase and ov- ovulatory phase. Um, so if we were to implement that into our daily lives, I think that there's a lot of power in kind of seeing it visually. I encourage a lot of women to do this just to like get out a calendar, right? Or print one out off of your computer, whatever. Use some scratch paper and identify where your cycle is, right? Where are you right now? And like, let's look at the next month, right? Like, so where are you right now? When is your next bleed going to start? And, you know, let's look at that from a visual perspective and say, okay, I know where I'm at in my cycle now. And I also know where I, um, or how my four phases work here, right? We kind of have a, an ebb and flow in energy and, and just work on planning your schedule around it first. Uh, I think that that's one of the biggest things you can possibly do, right? Even whether you work for yourself or whether you have, you know, a normal nine to five, um, working for someone else, um, I think that around, you know, your menstrual phase, around the bleeding phase, it's a great time to try and clear your schedule as much as possible, right? So we can do that immediately, like write that down on the calendar, you know, Um, and then around your ovulatory phase, whenever that's going to fall based on your cycle, um, plan for the big stuff, you know, pack your days full, 
launch a new program, if you're an entrepreneur, whatever, like that's where it happens. And in doing those two, like looking at those two big, um, you know, cornerstones of the cycle, um, where you want to be at your most rested and then at your most active, you can kind of plan out the rest of your month that way. You know, so on one half, we're, we're building up and then the other half, we're winding down. Um, so I think scheduling is so big because we tend to, again, we live in a male-dominated society. And so we're expected to kind of just repeat every single day like the last one. Um, so changing your schedule wherever you can, even if it's just small stuff, even if you just, you know, plan to go for a walk one day or plan to, um, you know, take some extra time at home, whatever it may be. Um, that's one of the biggest tangible ways we can really work with the cycle to begin with. Um, and then I think from there, it kind of usually snowballs into food mm. and nutrition. There's definitely different nutritional needs, right? Because every day is different hormonally. It's not just a, a repetitive, you know, right. cycle here, day in and day out. Changes throughout the month. So um, from there, yeah, nutrition. And I think um, I love to see people get into like their spiritual practices and things like that, kind of in sync with their cycle as well. Um, movement, definitely, right? There's definitely a time for like rest and stretching. Uh, and then there's definitely a time for like running and biking and hiking and sweating and really going hard, you know, lifting heavy weights, things like that. But we don't want to do one or the other right. every single day either. We kind of like allow it to change through the cycle. So, um, I personally love to have people just start with schedule first because your schedule is something that your body interacts with. It's like, you know, it, mm -hmm. your environment and how you live each day. And I think that's a really tangible yeah, way to get started. I definitely started. think so too. And I think that you don't, like you said, start with the small things. Do a little bit here, a little bit there. It doesn't have to be these big, huge life transformation moments whenever you are implementing working with your body's cycle, making, optimizing the absolute best you can so that you can really feel the benefits of it because there are benefits to working this way <laughs> like you said yeah. on the the week whenever you feel like the most structure that's when you want to plan and do all these things so there's a real key component here that not only for your physical health but i also think your spiritual health as well and just your overall well-being just to really understand it and be able to implement it and if i were to come to you not knowing anything if I was just brand new off the streets this is the first time I'm ever even hearing about our cycle and how it's important what are the best ways that you would say to tap into my feminine side while I'm trying to connect with my cycle because that's another thing I feel like a lot of women are wanting to do is to get more into their femininity femininity I feel like I'm like not speaking correctly, but I feel like that's a real big desire for people, but it's how, like, what is the, the, the way to tap in while you're connecting to your cycle? Or is it just by connecting to our cycle, we're already being able to really embody that feminine energy that we have in us? Yeah. So I think, um, yes to both, right? If somebody were to come to me and they knew absolutely nothing, the first thing I would say is, um, here's what you need to know and congratulations. You can now be more gentle with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the big things that I hear from women, I'm like, okay, so we have this cycle and sometimes we're really high and sometimes we're lower and they're like, wow, I just thought I was a piece of shit in my luteal phase. Mm -hmm. 
Like, no, like energetically, it is a lower, slower time, right? You're not, um, you don't just suck because your energy is lower, right? So um, knowing this about yourself allows you to be more gentle with yourself, more understanding with yourself, um, which very much connects you to the feminine nature of change and your rhythm and your cycle. Um, and it allows us to adjust our expectations for how we perform and how we show up and things like that, um, because there is room for all of it um, in, in right. any life. So um, in addition, I think what you said about, yeah, just, just starting to connect with the cycle and to really watch it and to understand and to make note of it, right? Like I always encourage people to have a ded dedicated notebook or a journal or whatever and and just kind of watch and observe right become a student of your own body um, because that is very much a feminine methodology um, where men you know on our masculine <laughs> on a masculine level often kind of right. are they're like the boss right they are the boss of their own body each day they wake up feel good they go get the day night comes, they put the feet up, they're out like light, you know, and that's so opposite to how we work as women. And so I think just observing that with an open mind and being like a non-judgmental standpoint is so important for connecting with the feminine. I think that's where um, I would love to see a lot of women start is just being able to say like, oh, I don't have the energy for that because I'm in my luteal phase right now. So I'm chilling. I'm yeah. not going to do that today. That is, it is. and luckily we, because of all of these changes collectively with everyone, we're not in the times that we were, if we think of like our grandparents, where I remember vivid times where my grandfather would get disgusted if my grandma talked about needing to give me pads, like, ah, I don't want to hear about that. And it's like, we are going so far away from that in the best way possible to where it's okay to mention like, hey, I'm in my little phase. And if someone's like, what is that? And you will have the education in your brain enough at least to tell them what you're talking about. Like you didn't just make up some word. Like this is actual science. This is real. This is what is happening to me in my body right now. And here it is. You're not going to get the looks and comments and all the things that I got as a kid from my grandparents, you know, because that's just not the world that we live in, which I can truly appreciate that. And I think it just allows for more opportunity for us to, I like to call it coming back home to ourselves, to our true essence of who we are, not only as women, but as just people individually, right? We're also different. We all have so many things to bring to the table, but learning about yourself, your cycle is such an empowering thing. And for those of you listening, if you're wanting more guidance on this and you are wanting to really be in Abby's zone of genius, I highly encourage it. I swear I probably recommend her at least four or five times a month to people. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how to answer that, but check out my girl, Abby. She's got you. <laughs> she does such a great job. And I am always grateful for the universe for bringing her into my life because she is a true genius in this craft. But if you're looking to find her, you can look on my show notes. There is her Instagram and her website to join all of her greatness. But Abby, please roll the red carpet out for yourself and let the listeners know how they can get in your proximity. Yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it. Um, and also thank you very much. <laughs> um, 
my website and my Instagram are kind of where I live, especially on Instagram. That's where I find my new homies and get to connect. You know, my DMs are very much open. I love to connect and answer questions and help wherever I can on your journey. Um, I am the founder of the Monarch Method, and I offer programs for women who are ready to get into their wellness on a deep level. Um, I use functional lab testing and, of course, my signature methodology to guide women through a transformational health experience. Um, I do believe that education and science and mindset work and energetics, community support, body work, and a little sprinkle of magic all deserve a seat at the table for a true holistic approach to healing. There, like I said, is, there's room for all of it. Um, so if this is something that really interests you or you're looking for guidance and figuring out some things about your health, um, you can find me at Instagram or my website. Thank you so much, Abby, again for being here. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Your support is so appreciated and I would love to hear your feedback on this episode. Make sure to leave a review and when you screenshot this and share it with your friends that you're tagging me on Instagram at underscore Alyssa Simpson X. I'll see you next week. Bye.